Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golteth. We are continuing our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series today. It is also Church Worker Appreciation Month, mm-hmm. so we're going to zero in on some very specific church workers this month, this year for Set Apart to Serve. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Joining us today, Dr. Alan Freeman. He's director of LCMS School Ministry here at the LCMS International Center in St. Louis. Al, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to be with you. It wasn't that long ago that we had the opportunity to introduce you here on the Coffee mm-hmm. Hour in, in a new role as director. You were associate director for a little while here and then became new, the new director of LCMS School Ministry just earlier this year, right? Yes. So December 1st of 2022, I became the director of schools. And prior to that, I started at the LCMS January 1 of 2022. So it seems like just yesterday we had this conversation mm-hmm. Introduced me kind of as that new, the new role, the new position there. In that story, you shared with us a little bit about your path to Lutheran education, serving as an administrator, and your time as a student at Concordia University in Nebraska, and some of the professors that had an impact on you. I want to revisit that story a little bit. Uh, tell us about the Lutheran educators who had an impact on you and why that made a difference. Yeah, it's amazing. We all have a journey, right? And God always calls us to this vocation and places people uh, where they need to be so that we, we get connected and we find out about a, a path in church work. And, you know, I'll, I'll go back to some of that interview. And I talked about Jerry Faby, a professor at yeah. Concordia, Nebraska, and someone that encouraged me to think about Lutheran education. I was not on the path to be a Lutheran educator, but instead was on a path of maybe more mm-hmm. politics or law or something else. And in that track was looking even possibly at public education. And Jerry Faby continually talked with me about, what about Lutheran education? I think that'd be a great route. Think about this. And how many of us as educators make those same comments and connections where we relate it back to someone. It could be a teacher in elementary school or middle school, high mm-hmm. school, college. Jerry Fabi is a name that comes up a lot from Concordia, Nebraska. And, you know, we talk about when I go out, sometimes I say, think about your Mount Rushmore, those people that God has placed in your lives that had that significant impact to maybe direct you in a vocation, career path, and are always there supporting and encouraging. Mm-hmm. Jerry Fabi is definitely one of those. You know, I talk a lot about Bob Fiala, who was there and passed away a few years ago, but someone who really pressed you to to think. And on the other side was an encourager as well. And Larry Grodhouse, who, again, I was a history student. So these are professors that you interacted with an awful lot. And you got to know them in a relational way, not just as your professor, but you saw how they cared for you, how they encouraged you. You saw Christ shining through them all the time. You know, it doesn't mean that they wouldn't give you a lot of red marks on your essays or, <laughs> or pound on you in class a little bit when it came to challenging your stance. But really, it's that give and take. And when you have someone that pours into you and cares that much, that give and take is great then, right? Because you, you know that they're challenging you for all the right reasons. They want you to grow and become what God has called you to be. 
and to serve him through everything that you do, no matter what that is. Russ Mould's another one of those that I, I always see as a, a Mount Rushmore individual at Concordia, Nebraska, who did the same thing. And, and these are people that I, I talk about with those that I went to Concordia, those who came after me at Concordia, some of the same names come up. But that's the case. You know, when I go out and I visit with people in church work, especially educators, of course, or those that I come into contact with frequently, or my classmates, we all point to those people that God placed in our lives to do just that, challenge you, encourage you, allow you to think about how you can use your God-given gifts and talents to reveal Him in all things that you do, because it all leads back to showing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So those are those are the encouragers I had, and I will never, never forget and will always be thankful for. What was it about their approach to teaching and mentoring you as a student and other students that made it so impactful for you, how they approached Lutheran education? Yeah, well, I will go to our theme this year for LCMS School of Ministry, <laughs> you know, a little self-promoting there. There you go. Connected is our theme, mm. and that's really it, right? I mean, that's what we point to in church workers. They make that connection, and it's that Christ-centered connection. So what's different about it? You know, we get that, and I mentioned this before in our other interview. People will walk into a Lutheran school that have no knowledge about Lutheran education. They'll walk around. They'll interact with the people. They'll see the students. They'll say, something is just different here. Well, it's that connection, connection through Christ. We show Christ's love in all that we do. That's law and gospel. So it's not always just sunshine, right? <laughs> it's, again, going back, being challenged, being challenged to grow and become all that God calls you to be. He doesn't call us to be mediocre in things that we do. He calls us to be excellent, to grow those talents, not to bury them, to go out and grow those talents for him, to point people back to him. So all of these individuals that I bring up and, you know, students from all the other Concordias can talk about others or high school educators or, or whatever the case is, it's the connectedness. It's knowing that, yeah, they're, they're going to give us a grade and put marks on our paper and you're, you're going to see the red ink all over sometimes, but they're doing it out of, out of love and encouragement because they want you to grow and grow in him first and foremost. It's that time and opportunity that they spend with you to to care about you as an individual, knowing that you are wonderfully made, a unique individual, and made in his image. And they consistently remind you of that and place that before you. So in those tough times, you never forget it. And in those great times, you never forget it. Mm -hmm. And everything points back to Jesus Christ. And your role now is director of LCMS School Ministry. You're probably not in the classroom teaching as much, but... <laughs> well, a lot of people are probably thankful that I'm not in the classroom teaching much. You know? But tell us about... We don't have call-in from former students or anything, right? <laughs> tell us about how you get to interact with Lutheran educators today in your role, because I want to get a, get to some of the stories from the field. But I, I, I want us to understand what it is you get to do in your role and how you interact with educators. Yeah, that, that is one of the joys and blessings of being in this position. And prior to that, being the education executive for the Missouri District, going out and seeing all of the schools and all of the educators and administrators and the students. And this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it happening each and every day, the joy that's in our schools and in our educators. And 
interacting with them and seeing their passion and their love of being in a Lutheran school, being able to reveal God in all that they teach, you know, math class, science class, religion class, obviously, but all over and throughout. You know, what a great joy and what a great blessing. And to hear the stories of educators when you talk with them, whether it be at a conference or one-on-one at the school or, you know, regional educators conferences, we have stories all over the place about educators saying, what a joy and what a blessing to be in a Lutheran school where I can openly talk about Christ all the time. I can pray with students who are struggling. I can give thanks to God for the joys and the blessings that they reap on our students and our schools and our families. The time that they take out of a lesson to stop because they know that a student needs prayer for something that's happening in their lives, and they can do that. Again, we reveal God in all things. We reveal Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, which is, that's our goal of Lutheran education. When they leave that grade, when they go on to the next level, they go off to college, they go into career, that's what we do as Lutheran schools. We reveal God, and we allow them to know Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. So we also know many different career paths, right, or many paths to the vocation of being a church worker. We have church workers who thought they'd be doing something else entirely, and like me, a college professor, kind of stayed with them and rode them a little bit and reminded them of the possibilities of a church work career. We have some that have come from families and That's what they do. They're church workers. So they can date back to my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, generations of church workers, right? And what a great joy and blessing there, too. And we have those who whatever wasn't clicking for them in the career that they were in. And, you know, it could be a, a career in biological sciences or computer science or math, whatever the case is. And what's lacking they come and they, they get led to a Lutheran school because a friend mentioned something or they know a family that goes to a Lutheran school, a story of uh, a job being in a church bulletin that they come across. Uh, God does that, right? He, he puts those people, he puts those items in our path to draw us in. Stories are like that all the time. And I would say it, it never ceases to amaze me, but I know this is how God works, right? So... That is his amazement to us all. He always leads us, puts people there. He connects us to individuals, to circumstances in our lives that will put us where we need to be to serve him, if we listen. (laughs) And we're going to get to some of those stories from the field of some of those Lutheran teachers. This month is October. We are celebrating church workers during Church Worker Appreciation Month. And specifically this year, during Set Apart to Serve, we are taking a look at recognizing the faithful service of Lutheran teachers. We have some stories from the field to share with you in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon.
Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are celebrating church workers today. This month, we are recognizing the faithful service of Lutheran teachers during Church Worker Appreciation Month. Joining us in studio, Dr. Alan Freeman, director of LCMS School Ministry. Now, you get to travel all across the country, sometimes around the world, because we have international Lutheran schools as well. So you get to meet Lutheran educators all over and see them in action, network with them at conferences, come alongside them in accreditation. (laughs) I'm sure they appreciate that support. They love accreditation. Oh, I'm sure. The highlight. So in, in your experience out in the field, whether you're talking directly with teachers or, or principals, sharing stories with you of Lutheran educators, you have pulled together some great stories from your, your work in the field. And I, I want to dig into some of those today. Yes. And I'll back up just a little bit. Three international schools, Hong Kong International School, Concordia International School in Shanghai, and Concordia International School in Hanoi. Uh, 1,855 Lutheran schools spread throughout the country and the world, Uh, almost 22,000 educators, and out of those 22,000 educators, educating almost 167 thousand students. Great stories. (laughs) And we we do. We connect with people. We ask, tell us your story, and uh, let us know how you were drawn into church work profession and to being an educator. Uh, And... Again, sometimes you hear, oh, well, this is this is the family business. You know, mm-hmm. we've always done this. Other times it's, you know, it, it came to my path and God spoke to me and, and I got called into church work this way. So a great story that I always love to tell. Sharon and Andy Sherrill, both who are in Farmington, Missouri, and, and who I came to know as an education executive in the Missouri district. And I got the joy of celebrating Sharon's 50 years in ministry at the same school, teaching kindergarten and first grade. And and her son, Andy, who saw his mother and the work that she put in, the joy that she had, but never really was interested in being a, an educator. How many times do we hear that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just kind of kept watching and seeing and after college thought, you know what? I think I really am an educator. I, I see the joy, the passion. I see the students who come out of her classroom and became a Lutheran school teacher and eventually was the principal at his mother's school. How would you like that? (laughs) But what a great story. Both of them right there, a blessing to the same school. And then Andy, after several years, went off to start a Lutheran high school in Farmington, coaches, teaches, administrator of a school. And again, that's a story. That's the passion. It's the calling. As Lutheran educators... We want to see our schools be everything and for the students to have success in those schools in so many different ways. And our workers throw everything they have into it. It is it is truly a calling of the vocation. I mean, the work, the effort, and again, I'll go back to the passion and the desire. Uh, it is all there and they are all in. But what a great story. 50 years and still teaching there. <laughs> a son that came to church work and started a high school. Just a great story. That is an amazing story about that that path of of how someone gets to church work and then realizes that it's it's <laughs> actually their thing and becomes this this whole thing that is so beneficial to so many people. So yes. that is a great story. Tell us about Christina Saylor. Yeah, so Christina and you know again we asked for people's stories so that we can share and Christina was a blessing to us and said that we could certainly talk about her path 
to being a Lutheran educator and now a Lutheran administrator. I will say an absolute rock star as well. She's a recent graduate of our school leadership development program that school ministry runs. And Christina, she writes her story here. She wanted to be a forensic scientist, work on crime scenes. CSI, a great show of the past. How many kids wanted to follow that? You know, that's what you want to be when you grow up is work as a CSI person. And then she says, until I began my college experience, and realized I had a burning passion to be in the classroom to help students. That's Lutheran education too, right? A burning passion to help students, to guide students, encourage students. I specifically wanted to be a middle school math teacher. She hated math as a middle schooler, and it was her worst subject. So she wanted to turn that around and help those that maybe had that same concept and same struggle and be a math teacher. She wanted to help kids build the confidence at any level and have those light bulb moments that they found joy and passion with. She goes on to state she can relate to their frustrations and struggles, and she wanted to be that person to guide them over that hump and that path and recognize success. But then here's here's really her story as well. She was a military kid, moved around growing up a lot, always jealous of the kids that got to attend Christian schools because they got to talk about God in their schools. And she could, but not in the same way as she was attending public schools. And then when I was in high school, she states, I attended a public school but made a point to grow in my faith, and she went to church not with her family but with a friend's family. We hear that story over and over again. You know, invite kids to come to church with you. Talk to the parents and see if they're okay with it. We have so many success stories of that imitation. We have success stories, I I can tell you from being a high school educator, of our high school students asking another high schooler to come to church with them. And they develop that weekly church attendance. They start to grow in their faith. And the next thing you know, they are continuing on in a vocation that could be church work. but And then she states, continues to go to church. She finally got to pick where she went to college, and she chose Concordia University, Wisconsin. Look at that path. We always see God at, at play, right? We, we see him placing those individuals and that encouragement and, and bringing us along. And then in this story, she graduates from Concordia University, Wisconsin, becomes a Lutheran educator, And as she says here, kind of in closing, I turn everything back to Christ in all of the situations that are thrown at me from a day-to-day basis. I went into school ministry to teach and show the love of Christ not only to my students, but to the families. Our educators, our administrators, sometimes we think, oh, yeah, they they impact those students. I always say it's a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. You're impacting the students. Those students are going home and impacting their families. And those families are going out in the community and the students are going out in the community and impacting the community at large. You know, God uses our hands, our feet, our mouth, our ears, and everything else to proclaim him, right? And what a great story that shows that in so many different ways. And again, she is an absolute rock star. She is just now a principal for the last couple of years. When you want your student to be in that school, knowing that passion and that story and that she wants your student to first and foremost know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and then in all things be successful and and be challenged. And yes, there's going to be bumps in the road, right? We all know that. But then we also know we don't walk that path alone. An amazing individual and a great story to share. 
I know you have a few more stories. I think we can hopefully we can get to at least two more. Mm-hmm. The next one is kind of exciting. Some a pretty big recognition for Lutheran yes. teachers. Yeah, and I, I think this is the other thing is as a system, you know, we have incredible teachers who are knowledgeable in their subject area who really could be out there in different career paths, but have chosen to use their skills, their abilities to be in our Lutheran schools, to educate in that discipline area, as well as to provide that Christ-centered education. And we have two that are going to be recognized by an organization outside of the LCMS, the Herzog Foundation, who now for the last two years, they have chosen 12 individuals from Christian schools throughout the country to be Teacher of the Year. Two of our teachers from Lutheran high schools were chosen this year. So we have Mark Newman, who is at Lake Country Lutheran School in Wisconsin, and we have Joseph Cox, who is at Lutheran High School South in St. Louis. Both religion educators, great stories of individuals of how they work and connect with the students and how they challenge their students as well. You know, Mark talks about current events and intertwining those in the classroom so students are challenged to think about it in a way of how does that impact our faith? How does that impact other people's faith? How can you how can you reconcile this as an individual? How can you still see God at work? And, you know, that's what we do every day, too, in a Lutheran school, right? We come at it from a different viewpoint. So many people say, oh, the, the world, look at all the struggles and all the happenings. Where is God? God is there each and every day. Uh, He hasn't left. He's the same yesterday, today, and will be the same tomorrow. And he has given us his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. So we know that. That's the foundation that we get to proclaim every day as our students see chaos in the midst of the world. No, we get to bring to them God and Jesus in this world and see it through that vantage point. And Joseph talks about his story really, you know, Christian education up through fourth grade and then public schools and going off to college and a public setting at, at college and really kind of struggling with some things. A campus pastor who came and, and impacted his life and started talking to him about faith and church. And, and of course, then it leads to the church worker vocation. And he becomes a teacher having an impact like this at uh, Lutheran South in St. Louis both what a joyous occasion to recognize and to give thanks for the work that they do. But again, think of all those paths, the different paths to become a church worker. There is not one set way. You know, there is, again, the foundation of the family where you go through it. It's a a public system and going off to college and someone coming to you and connecting with you and encouraging you and you become a church worker. There's a second career workers who have found the path because it's just not fulfilling where they are, but they know they have a calling somewhere else, and someone connects with them to bring them in to become a Lutheran educator. All right, we have just a couple of minutes left, but do you have one more story? Yeah, so let me me give you this story about Jessica Newman. I think this is a great one, too, whose parents moved to... Uh, a local Lutheran school for middle school after spending her elementary years in the public system. And she states that when she became a member of that church and her parents became a member, they were all baptized the summer before she began sixth grade. Wow. You know, we had over 2,200 baptisms from our Lutheran schools last year. Wow. Yeah, pretty amazing, right? So we see the work being done. And again, think of this coming from the public system. Parents, no real background in the church, found a Lutheran school 
center to it. They become baptized. And then, you know, of course, the rest of the story, we kind of know what will happen, right? Her family became involved in the congregation and school life. Relationships developed with her teachers because of that. She continued on through high school. She gives a shout out to a couple of her teachers, Karen and Henry Foote. And again, God places people in our lives that impact us and those ripple effects that we have. She knew her desire to become a teacher and and encouraged to be a Lutheran school teacher. She ended up at Concordia University Ann Arbor, received her degree in elementary education, her Lutheran teacher diploma, and is now in her 14th year of teaching in a Lutheran school, having served in three different states. These are stories that happen all the time. God is at work constantly to serve our Lutheran schools with faithful workers who come from so many different areas. And I I will also put another shameless plug in here a little bit. Go to LCMS School Ministry Facebook page. Uh, We also have a YouTube channel, Instagram, and you'll hear some of these stories. We ask this all the time of our workers. Tell us, you know, how did you... Uh, get into being a church worker, an educator, an administrator. We asked a question the other day, tell us about how you connect with your students. The theme of this year, that connectedness. (laughs) What amazing stories that are being told. And of course, in all of this, we're telling his story in everything that we do each and every day. With just about a minute left, which really doesn't do justice. (laughs) In your opinion, what are some? What are one or two ways to recognize the faithful service of Lutheran teachers during Church Worker Appreciation Month? Yeah, and I, I say always do these yes, things. Right. Lift them in prayer. You know, they're they're putting energy, passion. A lot of times, school before their own family. You know, growing up as, as teachers' kids, we've seen our own kids. As I was an educator, they're at school events and they're doing their homework in the office versus doing something else. And so, lift them in prayer, encourage them, say thank you to them. Yes, you know, a gift card here and there is always nice to go and get some coffee or a meal or something like that. And also think about their spouse too. The average average Lutheran educator is spending 50 to 60 hours a week in the classroom and doing their work and grading papers at night and everything else. So think about, pray for the family, pray for the worker, pray, pray for the spouse, and so on. And anytime you can give an encouraging word, that goes a long way. And yes, you know, donuts are nice every now and then, pizza is nice every now and then. But really, it takes a lot more than that. It takes that effort to know the impact that you're making and that families recognize it and you give thanks for the work that they're doing always, which I do. You know, I what a great joy and blessing every day to lift our workers and our schools up in prayer and give thanks to God that they've heeded his call to serve in a Lutheran school. Our guest today, Dr. Ellen Freeman, director of LCMS School Ministry. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you so much. What a great joy and blessing to be with you. You can learn more about Set Apart to Serve by visiting lcms.org slash SAS. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.